You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dan Ryan, Dean DeFalco, and Devin Goldstein. For the best comic podcast with the most personality on the web, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Welcome, everyone, to the Paper Cuts Podcast, Season 2, Issue 56. I am your host, back again for the first time for the last time. No, I'll be here again in the future. Dan Ryan, it has been a hectic crazy couple of weeks what with comic cons and fall being in the air as it is wont to do this time of year and moving from state to state at least i did anyway but i've missed you guys and i'm very happy to be back and joining me this week on the paper cuts podcast is evan thank you for getting me patina cthulhu goldstein (laughs) you're welcome matt Thank you for being you much. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Still got a little of that update. Oh, and Dean, not going to be able to top that intro to Falco. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. Nope, you shouldn't. So, I don't know about you boys, but I have been behind on my comics, and it was a huge couple of fucking weeks in comics. Like, lots of shit happened. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit. And we're going to talk about it. So, first up, because I already forgot the order that I said we were going to go in. Matt, what do you got for us this week? Um, I read a bunch of stuff, but I'm going to talk about uh, the new Avengers and Spider-Man 2099. Excellent. Uh, both of them had uh, number twos this week and number ones just last week, I think it was. And, oh, yay. Uh, Marvel's going weekly again? <laughs> Uh, I probably not. They'll they'll let us down when we most expect it. But yeah, yeah. Th- uh, they could at least put Secret Wars out weekly to f- fucking finish. Sorry, I'm angry. Go ahead, Matt. No, that I <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. I mean, I uh, forgot that they haven't even finished it. Yeah, because it's... they kept adding books and then not releasing them. Yeah, it's very very strange, but. Hit me with uh, hit me with New Avengers because I really loved the old series and I am very concerned about this new series. Listen, I, don't don't hit him with it. Just just tell him. Well, I'd have to take a, a lengthy drive in order just to to hit him with it. So I, it I'm would gonna be worth not. It. <laughs> <laughs> I miss this. Let's just let him talk about the books. <laughs> It's, it's tangentially related. We're talking about the book, hitting someone with the book. It's just—I think it's more talking around the book, but I digress. Holy shit! Tangential and digress in fifteen seconds between it. Oh my god! Well, instead of comics, we've just been reading SAT vocabulary <laughs> preparation. Uh, uh, right next to my toilet. Uh, my head hurts so much. This um, is what happens when we do this shit at night, by the way. This is what you're in for, listeners. I like it way better. No I like longer better. Sunday morning. It is Thursday evening, and we're all tired AF. Bright and early, 20 to 9, Thursday evening. <laughs> so, New Avengers number two. Oh, uh, right. I. So, I was a little concerned as well. I wasn't sure what to think, uh, because I got on this this train of thought where I thought that uh, shouldn't all of the Avengers be 
strong characters, and they threw in one that nobody ever seems to have heard of, uh, Songbird. Ah, and... yes, Songbird. Uh, Celine Dion, yes. Well, that's that's the songbird of our generation, but that's not the songbird. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Squirrel Girl is now an Avenger. Oh, get yeah, the fuck Squirrel out Girl. of here! Okay. Has Squirrel Girl cool. always had those giant buck teeth? No, she is not. Okay. That's a new thing. That makes her look like a groundhog. She kind of has technically always been an Avenger, though. She was a member, I, I believe, a founding member of the Great Lakes Avengers. Really? Yeah. What the who fuck counts? is the Great Lakes <laughs> Avengers? They're the Avengers of the Great Lakes. Fucking Totes Abbey. It's in the name. It's <laughs> Totes Abbey. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I was watching fucking Adventure Time with my kids earlier. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to excuse yourself. It's fine. <laughs> it's Totes fine. It's Totes fine. I think, like, Flatman was in the Great Lakes Avengers. Anyway, again, I know. digress. Who's Flat? Oh, all right. Um... So, uh, New Avengers revolves around a team. Let's see if I can even remember. Uh, it's headed by Sunspot of the X-Men, who bought AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, uh, sometime during Infinity, I think. And uh, he's assembled a team of Avengers. And um, in this series, they're they're dealing with... I don't think they actually know that they're dealing with um ultimate reed richards the the insane one the maker okay. the maker that's what he's calling himself and he's got the weird distended helmet on to help him think better <laughs> and um <laughs> what he's up to is um he's turning people's heads into i forget what the sh- the shape is called dodecahedrons, mm-hmm. weird crystalline forms, and then they lose their minds and are uh, susceptible to his control. So he's he's doing that in uh, Paris, and uh, mayhem is ensuing, and uh, the new Avengers are there to to deal with the problem. Um, I'm blanking on who they even are. Uh, that is not a ringing endorsement, my friend. Well, no, I just have comprehension problems. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's not a ringing endorsement for you. Well, you, you have Songbird, Hawkeye, Wiccan, Squirrel Girl, White Tiger, Power Man, Hulkling, and Pod. Pod. All right. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Who the Dean's fuck a big Pod fan. Pod. Pod's a. Oh, isn't... you said guys said Pod. I thought you said Pogs. Uh, fuck that. I don't care about Pod. <laughs> No, it's, it's I just totally wanted a stack pogs. of pogs in the middle of the comic book. Check out my fucking brass slammer, son. It's got a skull and crossbones on it. You ain't got shit. Oh, the 90s. I'm going to take this Saved by the Bell AC Slater limited edition. Fuck you. Oh, man, I would never even play him. I'm just going <laughs> to hang on to that. Oh, my God. I've got it mounted. What a fucking train wreck. I've got my Saved by the Bell set mounted. It's hanging above my mantle. Right above, right above the Cthulhu. Right above Cthulhu. Cthulhu and Jesse Spano. <laughs> a match made in heaven. All right, Matt, I'm sorry. That's the last interruption. Go on, please. It's really okay. So Reed Richards created a, a half gorilla, half scorpion, and with a head made of crystal, and it's uh, it's just terrorizing Paris. 
and uh, that's that's uh, what they've been doing for epi- uh, episodes, <laughs> oh. issues one and two. Oh my god, that's a lot of plot to put in. Like you just described something that I would have probably watched like eight episodes <laughs> of a cartoon for, and they did it in forty pages, forty-eight pages. Yeah, I hate to disappoint you, but uh, it's only two issues. Well, yeah, what's a Marvel book nowadays? 24 pages? Something like Around that. there? Yeah, so 48 pages, two issues. Shit, that would have taken Bendis to get fucking six years to get through. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the guy, but enough decompression already. We get it. You're a good writer. Fuck. Just 16 whiteboards worth of shit. Di- Venn diagrams everywhere. Fucking spiders and shit all over the place. Uh so okay, so we've got used a little more Bendis style influence though, because they kind of just launch this whole thing. the The crystals are actually made of uh, compressed, aggregated human souls mm-hmm. from a, a separate dimension, and then they didn't really go into that very much. That was just kind of the reveal. Oh, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> it's all right. I but don't. The... I don't think that's spoiling anything because. That doesn't make much sense, but... <laughs> no, it doesn't make much sense. I hope they at least try to explain a thing or two. They're just like, oh, yeah, that's what he was doing. <laughs> Crazy. How do we defeat that? And uh, who's the, uh, then they did. Who's the writer on that book? Um, I don't know. Evan, did you look it up? I'm about to. And oh, I thought you had it. I do. I was, I was, I was flipping through the pages... Marveling at the use of onomatopoeia throughout yeah, this whole book. You said marveling. <laughs> uh, puns. Really, really, we're gonna go with marveling and not onomatopoeia. Well, Al Ewing. Another ten dollar word. <laughs> Al Ewing. Okay, so. Yes. And Ger- Gerardo Sandoval is the artist. I like the art. Yeah. Art's I've heard nice. of that guy before. Uh, he he's definitely done something else recently that I I think we talked about. Did he do the Age of Apocalypse Secret Wars? Uh-huh. Sounds familiar. Sure. It looks, it looks similar, but it might not be the same. Kind of scratchy and sketchy, and no. Yeah, with the this really is... exaggerated characters, they look like this... what I would think of with comic book characters. They're exaggerated. They're not super realistic. But they're really crisp and clean. That's true too. So, all right. I don't know if it's the same guy. Is it a recommendation? A yes or an, a well, yay or nay? Despite. How I may sound about it, I would actually recommend it. I did enjoy it a lot. Uh, I just have retention problems. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on from there, do you, do you? What was the other book you read? It was uh, Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. They're kind of first issue or second issue. Uh, second. They're up to the second one. This, did, did you like it? I did like it. This is Peter it's, David, right? He's still writing it. Yes. I okay. hope after one issue we didn't get kicked <laughs> well, off. No, I, I, I didn't read the last fucking issue. Fuck <laughs> you. Whatever. Evan. You just let me. <laughs> you mean? You just let me know when I'm I'm needed, okay? <laughs> Always. Come on, kids, play nice. All right. So Peter David, Spider Man, twenty ninety nine. Uh, it starts off where um, Miguel O'Hara has quit being. Spider-Man 2099. Already? Uh, <laughs> yeah. He decided whatever I guess he's involved in. Oh Secret. yeah, yeah, he he's he's like incognito right now and uh it's it's weird. He's like in 
past he's in the past he he is from the future in the past trying to prevent something from happening which is our present yes it's it's the present that is correct for us the the past for him yes and then there's a future which he can go to whenever he wants through a magic door that's true he does have a magic door but he can only stay in the magic door for a while we don't know why narnia only lasts about 15 minutes (laughs) but it does for him did you say really <laughs> that's essentially that's what it is. He walks through a fucking no, door and he's in another He's just saying that you mispronounced no, no, Narnia. Narnia. Not Narnia. Narnia. It's Narnia hey, now. You see those Narnia business. Kids? Leave me alone. Narnia. It was a fucking lion. It was out of control. Right well, I'm from New Jersey, so that's how you say Narnia. 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 Oh my that's, head hurts that's North so Jersey much. talk for you. Yeah, it's the Jersey accent. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, um, it's uh, 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 what the hell is his name? Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He he doesn't seem like he wants anything to do with Spider Man. He just wants to no, work he for really doesn't. Peter and Parker and hang he's out. He's being kind of a dick about it, even. Yeah, yeah, and Peter's like, you gotta, you gotta be Spider Man. He's like, no, fuck that. I don't want to be future Spider Man. I just, I want to be, I want to be your, your co-head of your silly apple company what is this security or is that i i think he's he's, uh, no yeah prowler security uh this dude's like head of uh research for one of his departments or some bullshit whatever it's a fucking apple company he's making the new iphone 6s spider edition whatever that's what the s stands for yes that's for spider She's webs it, yeah, when you hit the home a bad button. Idea. <laughs> it's a great idea. I'm having a ball. I don't know about you, Funky. So, it's fantastic. So, okay, so he's working for Parker Industries, which can we just, like, Marvel is usually pretty good at setting up their events without telegraphing them so hard, but they are setting up a downfall for Spider-Man so huge. Right? Oh, like, dude, they, they oh, did yeah. the first fucking issue of the uh, new Spider-Man yeah, book. Like when uh, every Spider-Man book. Like, they are building his character up with this new fucking company, which is, is kind of fucking stupid. But with this new company and this new life and this new story. And, like, probably not next summer, but the summer after, like, two years, there's just going to be this massive Spider-Man event. And they're going to tear all of this shit down. Is is Wolverine back yet? Uh, old Man no. Logan is back. Okay, so- so when our normal present day Wolverine comes back, that's when Spider Man's gonna well, go. He, uh, he can't be back. He's encased in adamantium. In a sense, Han he never left. Fucking solo. That's bitch. true. If he could get out of it, anyone could get out of it. <laughs> In a sense, you, got, I th- you guys fucking jumped all over Matt's callback to the fucking Austin Powers reference. Well done, sir. Thanks. In a sense, he never left. The big boy has always offered outstanding value at fair prices. Whatever the oh fuck he God. says. But it's true. He's still somewhere. He's just encased in like a foot of adamantium. He's still just there. Just saying bub every couple of seconds. <laughs> bub. He's got like fucking Tourette's for that word now. <laughs> Comes out of there. He has to say it like every 35 seconds. Just there's word bubbles with just bub in it. It's like a 90s valley girl instead of like he says bub. <laughs> so I bub oh. went to the mall, bub, and, like, and bub, and you know, bub. Oh my god. Bub. <laughs> the all new and improved paper cuts. <laughs> we even got a new cover, guys. Oh, it's, it's it's awesome. 
It's beautiful. So <laughs> Spider-Man 2099, does it get a recommendation? Does it get the Matthew much seal of approval? It does. I want to know what happens. We got a super angsty Miguel O'Hara who's just got this weird chip on his shoulder, maybe because his future is destroyed and he can't figure out why. Maybe he's just being a baby. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's just being a little bitch about it. <laughs> well, Miguel O'Hara, he, does, he, he keeps... is being a fucking baby, man. But uh, they did a thing which is kind of stale. They gave him a girlfriend that he really, really cares Aww. about. And then uh, guess he's going to die. <laughs> they just immediately Oh, yeah, no, she, she doesn't even dead. make it out of the first issue. Yeah, the, the first issue, she's <laughs> fucking done, man. Yeah. And and he's pissed. and Naturally. Uh, rightfully so. But he's just threatening to kill everyone unless they help him find out who, who did it. Someone's a little angsty. Mm. This sounds... <laughs> Like Peter David needs to stop. Is what it sounds like. Oh. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I didn't. I love Peter I didn't David hate back the first in the day. Issue, His but... fucking Incredible Hulk run was the stuff of legend, man. It was so great. And his original Spider Man '99 shit was great. But eh. see, I'm I'm not too difficult. They they have me hooked enough. Like with New Avengers, I want to know what's what the maker is gonna do next. I want to know what and the weird with, head things uh, are. Spider Man. Yeah. Well, we know what they. Well, are. I want to know where they came Dodecahedrons. from. Dodecahedrons. That's true. Um, and it's Spider Man. You know, I I want to know what happens. He's he's real piss. And uh, by the end of issue two, he's decided. Well, the only thing to do is be Spider Man again. Well, that's convenient. It is. I mean, there wouldn't be an issue three if he didn't make that decision. Yes, I, I should no. be Spider-Man again. No, he just goes through the portal, and that's the end of it. He just goes back to his apartment. That's Fuck it. this shit. Door slam. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. No, fuck this. I'm done. The problem with the portal is that if it's Narnia, you can only use it once. Mm, that's Ooh, a very fair point. It's, it's a robot portal. He He's connected oh, to Jesus. Narnia all the time now. There is a robot. I think there's a couple of robots. Yeah. It's the future. Of course there are robots. Ah, uh, okay. Well, he's, right. he's, he's well, pissed off at his AI companion, which is new. Isn't that the, the sultry-looking broad, the, the hologram? <laughs> yeah, Layla. God, could this podcast have gotten any more Jersey in a fucking hurry? We got someone say we got Dean saying Narnia. We got Evan say broad. <laughs> it's late, dude. Come on now. It's, I'm not as eloquent more, as I as a <laughs> It could get more jersey. Bro, you even lift? <laughs> bro, you even lift? Good this story, bro. She was fucking skirt over there. <laughs> eh, that bitch. Anyway, um uh, all our female listeners, we're, we apologize. <laughs> Yeah. You got to give us at least two episodes at 8.30 at night before we to start figuring out what the fuck to do. I know. I don't usually drink during this show, but I've been drinking <laughs> since like 5.30, so. Mm-hmm. Is that for your other column? Yes. <laughs> He's doing some research, cross-promotional yes, research. Nishimini Creek, the shape of hops to come. Very delicious. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Matthew. I sure. appreciate your uh, your contributions this week uh, because they sound like something that I wanted to read, and now I think you saved me one. I got to say, you didn't sell me on Spider-Man, but that's I'm not your sorry. fault. You didn't write it. So, uh, Dean? Yeah? What you got? Uh, I read two things. Uh, that's first good. one. Um, just, I'm that trying is the to requirement dis- for the show. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could have read one. That. No one's really going to say anything, but I did read two. <laughs> oh, listen now? to you, all big and tough talking. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big shot. Well, wear big Look boy pants the on this one. Of my dick. I only read one book. Listen, listen. I have to give my, like, my schlong a fucking hammock just to place it when I'm sitting, just so it doesn't droop down. Get on the floor and stuff, get Ew, all dirty. Like, there we go. Just right, named whoa, whoa, the episode whoa. Schlong no. Hammock. <laughs> I think I think you should go see a doctor. I'm not that getting that reduced, that man. You can't be fucking healthy. It's like a club, man. When someone gets go near me, I whip it on to hit him oh, with right, it. All right, all right, all right. Oh, I thought there was terrible okay. techno music and fucking bros in tight shirts around I'm me. I'm tapping out. I'm done. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. I read... I, yeah, the first book I read is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue 51. Good first segue. Thing, what was that? <laughs> that was an excellent segue. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of gigantic... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you talking about turtle dicks? Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're mutated, they might. Uh, okay. <sighs> All right. I'll start over. <laughs> Paper cuts after hours and shit. All right. So <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 51. Yeah. This First... is because you and I had sat here on this show and been like, fuck, I can't believe the Turtles is ending it like issue 50. They yeah, and then they fucking stopped. trolled everyone. And then they were like, nah, just kidding. Fuck you. Here's a new issue. Yeah. Um, New story. Interesting. I'm not going to ruin any of it because it's, it's good. Uh, however, I can tell you, new villains. So... Old people, not so much villains anymore. Uh, definitely people showing up who you don't expect. So get ready for that. Also, like different like the art. Spanish Inquisition. Yes, Inquisition. just like that. I unexpected. Show the Inquisition. Yes, uh, but here we go. There's a different artist on the book, which oh. when I opened the book. My eyeballs like disintegrated, and I had to put them back together with with moisturizer and glue, and it was very difficult. And then I read the rest of the book, and while it's not bad art, it's just very different from what I was used to because uh, they had the same artist on the book for it had to be at least twenty twenty issues, uh, and then they they changed it. Um, so. The the new guy is Ken Garing. I'm pretty sure I'm saying his name right. G A R R I N G Garing. I'm gonna go with that. Looks way more like the old school turtles art. Not as primitive, but it definitely has like a slight hint of that. Like Eastman Eastman and Laird, like yeah. the black and white turtles. Okay. Yeah, like that that blotchiness almost, but mm -hmm. it it's it's a bit more put together. There's a lot of shading and stuff and you know, of course it's in color, uh, but it's still a little off-putting because I did like the old art a lot. Um, and when I mean the old art, I mean the, the previous story arcs art was uh, really nice, sharp, uh, put together. And they all still look like the turtles, so, I mean, it was, it, was, it was cool. I enjoyed it a lot. And like I said, this is definitely way different. Um, so that's one thing to know before you open the book because that, that was... Oof, oof. Scared me a little bit. Other thing to note, uh, the Mutanimals are back, which I don't know if you guys – are you guys familiar with who they are? Yeah. Mutant animals? Y yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got it, Evan. Hey, Good job. Uh, so from anyway, Narnia. They're from Narnia. <laughs> yeah, they the are. The Mutanimals. That fucking satyr is their leader. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Christ. What the fuck? I don't even know what the hell his name was. I, I didn't watch those movies. Mr. Tumnus. Really? Yeah, right? I, it sounds sounds familiar. I'm, all right, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. that I, were, I, right. I have never read the books nor seen the movies because uh, they're really Christian. Yeah. Uh, super Christian. Yeah, let, let's, let's not go into that. Let's just leave it at Narnia. Yeah, uh, Narnia. Okay. So anyway, uh, the Mutanum will show up, and they're trying to recruit uh, Mikey into their ranks because he's having sort of a uh, crisis of character right now. So that was interesting. Uh, unfortunately, the book ends before there's a resolution to that, and that's really the only thing I'm going to spoil, which I'm not really spoiling because nothing happens with that. I'm just letting you know that that's kind of a cool point of the book. Uh, also, I, I just, to wrap it all up in a neat bow, it's, it's really just classic strong writing like we're used to for the book, but the different art is a little off-putting, so you, I'm just warning everyone to be ready for that. I Some people might disagree with me, and they might like it, but like I said, I, I liked the previous story arcs art way better, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely a good book. If you're looking for more turtles, it's an original story, uh, and like I said, it's new villains, so it's it's fresh stuff. Um, I don't know if everyone's gonna like it, but I certainly liked it. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, write us in if if you you like it or not, because I'm kind of interested to hear what people have to say about this book, because I'm pretty sure it's gonna split the turtles fans down the middle. Is the is the new art inferior? Or do you just need time to get used to it? Uh, I want to go with you just need time to get used to it. Because I don't think it's inferior, and I think some people might appreciate a more old-school, like, more original turtle sort of art form. Uh, but it wasn't for me. Actually, what I can equate it to is the short story that CP Dubs did. It's sort of like that, just a little tighter. Okay. No, no vacuum cleaner turtles. It's a throwback. He's all pissed off all over again. Yeah, really. Yeah. I just, I just rebuilt that bridge that you burnt down. <laughs> What's that? The CP Dubs bridge that Dean destroyed so many moons ago. And now I did it again. Thanks, Dean. You're welcome. What you Shout out to CP Dubs, man. Love you, dude. Good stuff. <laughs> he, he, he does great work, man. He, I he doesn't like I, you. I know. It's all right. <laughs> Not many people do. That's all right. What else um, you got? Big fan of the show, though. Yeah, well, big, fan. big fan of the show. Yes. Uh, so the other book I read was a one-off. Uh, it was called Transformers Redemption. So wait a second. You're telling me you read Turtles and Transformers? Are you feeling okay? That's really outside the box for you, Dean. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Love you, Dean. Love you, too. Um, writer John Barber, and the art was done by a person named Livid <laughs> Ramondelli. I I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. I didn't get a chance to look it up because with a name like Livid, that could go either way. Also means you're angry, so that had to be a really shitty name to grow up with. Ah, <laughs> uh, great, great story. Super pumped about this. Uh, it actually probably could have been a miniseries. But they ended up just uh, fitting it into, I think it was around 46, 47 pages. Uh, great book. Uh, focuses solely on the Dinobots and how they're sort of adapting to the post-war society that they're in right now. Because the Dinobots were in the war, just mainly weapons. Like They were dropped into situations where the regular Autobots didn't want to get their hands dirty, so the Dinobots did it because they were crazy motherfuckers. They were like a step above the Wreckers. 
and the wreckers did some shady shit no the dinobots were a step above that where it was like dropping a nuke into a war zone uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sans, uh, uh, the only um, difference with this team that they're using is there's no Grimlock. Oh, what? well, fuck that. No, no, no. no. Reason what? being, reason being, they're staying uh, can canonical. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. They're staying canonical to the main storyline with the Transformer stuff because uh, spoilers for, oh, what is it? Transformers, more than meets the eye. He shows up in that book, and he is being sort of held prisoner. So he's on another fucking planet right now. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I, it definitely gives a better look at some of the other characters that maybe deserve some of the spotlight because there's other cool characters, too, to the Dinobots. Um, again, it's, it's just a super solid one-off. I was really surprised in 48 pages how attached I became to the book. Uh, this is definitely something I'm going to recommend to people who want to read Transformers but don't want to dive into a bunch of crap because it, it it's as quick as it opens up, it quickly ties itself up in a neat bow and says, here you go, enjoy, read some of the other Transformers stuff. And it, it does it really well. Um, also, this takes place back on Cybertron or close to... Well, yeah, back on Cybertron, there's a colony that... Uh, this takes place on and uh, it's a nice change of pace because all the Transformers books happening right now happen in other parts of the galaxy so it's kind of like a comic book robot version of Star Trek for the regular books where you know everything's happening outside of what we're used to either Earth or Cybertron so I, I like the book because it took place on a more localized thing especially on Cybertron because Cybertron uh, has always been oh there's a war going on this planet's fucking destroyed blah 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 uh, let's destroy it some more. This is different where they're trying, where, I mean, the whole civilization is trying to rebuild their planet, which is just barely coming back. It's just, it's got a little life right now. And they're trying to nurture the fuck out of it so that, you know, hopefully there is a future and they don't have to go to another planet. I mean, imagine, which I mean, isn't too far fetched if earth became entirely polluted and we couldn't use it anymore. I'm sure everyone on this planet would try and group together and come together to make things work and maybe try to bring it back one day. That's sort of the situation on Cybertron. So it's cool to see that uh, because that ties a lot into the story uh, too, which again, I don't want to spoil because these were both pretty good books. Actually, I enjoyed the Transformers one way better just because when I closed the book, I knew what happened. There was no cliffhanger or anything, so you know that that was that was nice. You know, when I, I when we're reading comics, we expect a cliffhanger unless it's the last issue of a story arc. So most of the time, we're expecting cliffhangers, and even with the conclusions, a lot of the times there's a fucking cliffhanger anyway because fuck us, they want us to drain us for every dollar we're worth, which I don't blame them. It's a business. That's what you do in a business. Uh, but it was nice that, you know, I I got to see uh, the Dinobots, I got to see a great story, and I got to see it wrapped up all in the span of 30, 45 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, definitely read this book. It's great. I, I loved it. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive than normal. I think this was $7.99, which oh, oh. is expensive. Um, but I, I liked it. I hope they throw this into some sort of... Um, Omnibus with a bunch of other more than meets the eye stuff. Uh, that would be really cool. 
What's it called? Transformers Redemption. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check it out. Awesome book. Uh, 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> Woo! It's been a while since we've had a 10 out of 10 out of Eugene. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm bringing it back. Again. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm taking a look at the artwork now, and um, you're right. It is very much a uh, a throwback to the Eastman and Laird. Oh, the stuff, turtles. Yeah, but yeah, a like little, and... a little bit more. Um, fuck, like I'm gonna say amateurish, and I don't really mean that as much of an insult. Like it sounds less refined. Yeah, that's well... a better way of putting it. Like their faces <laughs> are not not as adult. No, well, no. I, the, the thing is, they're like, a goofy. Oof. Like, like when, uh, as I'm looking through it, like when they're, when they're just talking or not showing their teeth, it's it's the teeth. The teeth are throwing me off. Teeth are difficult. Actually, they kind of look like um, the '90s live action turtles quite a bit. They have like very fat faces. Yeah. Um, Compared to you know what we see on Nickelodeon now and in the other comic, where they have like kind of almost perfect circular faces and the the you know extreme facial facial features are less pronounced. It's it's good. It's just it is very different than than what had come before. Is that fucking Mondo Gecko I just popped up on though? Yes, you did. That makes me really fucking excited. All yeah, right. mu- I told you, mutanimals show Fuck up. Yeah, Mondo so. Gecko. All right. Well, right the fuck on, man. I'm glad this book is continuing. Um, really, if for nothing else other than our buddy Chris uh, still has something to read. Because <laughs> he's going to fucking yeah. throw himself off I, a very tall building if this book stopped. So Well, I, he, he might still do that because I, I got word of... Well, few months back that Mega Man was uh, stopping, which, you know, I don't believe anything no, anymore. No, should you. I, I really don't. <laughs> so, nor you know, you. well, we'll see, uh, we'll see if that happens because that's supposed to happen in like two or three issues. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. It probably won't. I, I think uh, Archie wouldn't. Nah, you know what? They like, they like sucking Sonic's dick too much, so they, they might let that happen. Mm. We'll see. Nice and blue. Anyway, so 1980s cartoons, a good week for them. I'm going to jump in with yes. uh, something completely different here with the two books that I read. Uh, one, The first one is a new Vertigo book. And uh, really, if you are a fan of the four-color funny books as we are, the names Darwin Cook and Gilbert Hernandez are fucking legendary. Man, Gilbert Hernandez, along with his brother, uh, Love and Rockets is one of the most revered books uh, certainly one of the most revered indie comics that that has ever been published and darwin cook is fucking about the best right the, i don't know mm-hmm. your guys opinion on da- darwin cook we we haven't really had a, a nice darwin cook conversation but if anyone has not at this point read his new frontier dc series um if you listen to the show, you know I'm not a huge DC guy, but holy shit. I mean, just classic fucking superhero storytelling. The guy is all time. He is he's unbelievably talented. And I say this because uh, years and years ago, one because it's true, and also because years and years ago I hung out with Darwin Cook for like 3 hours in Orlando at a comic book festival. He went out to smoke a cigarette 
and uh, I was still a smoker at the time. And we sat outside and smoked cigarettes, me and my buddy Brian and Darwin Cook, for like three hours. And he <laughs> never went back to his table to sign. So apologies to people at Dragon Con or Orlando, but I was fucking smoking cigarettes and hanging out with Darwin Cook. He really doesn't like Frank Miller, just as an aside. <laughs> so Gilbert Hernandez and Darwin Cook being on one book together was like just fucking, uh, you know, Halloween is this Saturday, but I got my fucking treats early, if you know what I'm saying. This is a book that takes place in, um, <clears throat> as uh, as most of Gilbert's uh, books do, takes place in a somewhat nameless Central American uh, location. And it's a beach town, and pretty much there's not a lot that happens in this first issue um, other than just to set up there are a group of kids that go down and play uh, at the beach. And there's an old drunk there who always tells them to be careful. And apparently this old drunk uh, at some point uh, fell asleep in his house with a lit cigarette in his hand and burned his house down and killed his wife and kids. Maybe that's the guy who should be careful. Maybe then. he hmm? should have been. Oh. But he wasn't, so now he tells kids that he should be, and uh, or that they should be anyway. There's uh, another uh, a, a attractive young lady who is fucking around on her husband. Her husband is a uh, seems like a big shot in town. Uh, is fly flies off to a business meeting, and she is uh, she is stopping to use the uh, you know whatever fucking Yiddish word it is. I think. Uh, for sex she is sleeping around on her husband with a local uh seems like he's a down on his luck kind of guy named anton uh but he's got a really sweet fucking mustache so you really can't blame her because her husband does not have any facial hair and if we know anything about men it's that they're not really men if they don't have facial hair present company excluded the <laughs> drunk <clears throat> oh, I, these I gruesome you grew okay, good, good. Dean, facial hair check. Well, I, I mean, I always have some. It's just not as glorious as a beard. All right. Well, real men have beards. Work on that shit. It's patchy. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking grow it and comb it or some shit. I don't give a fuck. Hey, comb Dude, over beard. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever tried it, but you really gotta. If you haven't tried some beer beard oil, Dan. <sighs> God, it's the most wonderful <sighs> thing. Glorious beards are the only way to go. Anyway, so we've got these three kids, and uh, they're out fucking around by by the place where the old drunk, his name is Bundo. He tells them not to be fucking around over there. Bundo? Bundo. Yeah, it's whatever. And Bundo. This weird uh, white ball shows up in the ocean, and apparently this is not the first time that this has happened. And... They can't, they can't like bring it in. They try and throw a net around it. Like they get the adults in the town and the adults come down and they try to throw a net around this ball and the ball fucking incinerates the net. And people in the town are talking about like where the fuck they think the ball is from. And some people are thinking that it's from the center of the earth and it's coming up and then going back down. And that's why we never see it arrive or disappear. And uh, they put Bundo, the alcoholic, uh, in charge of watching this 
uh, spherical thing. And uh, like an alcoholic is, is going to do, he falls asleep. And during his slumber, the ball disappears. They call a scientist down. Uh, the scientist is a, a, a white man that is not trusted in this Central American town. It's uh, very obvious just by the looks that all of these people are giving him as he is walking around. And uh, he, you know, goes out and he tests the water and it's not radioactive. Then there's there seems to be no danger of anything. As the uh, young lady, her name is Tito, as Tito is fucking around on her husband with Anton, uh, the ball shows up in his apartment and they start freaking out. They run downstairs. They go into this old lady's apartment uh, underneath of theirs to see. If the ball is kind of sticking out of her ceiling, too, it's out of their floor, so it would be her ceiling. It's not there. They run back upstairs. The ball's not there. She goes back to her place because, uh, you know, they're having an affair, so he can't go with her. He's kind of freaked out, Anton. And we then cut to the kids finding the ball back on the beach in this little cave area uh, where Bundo had previously warned them not to go into. They go in, they touch the ball, and all three of these children, and they're probably like early teenagers, like late, like the youngest one looks about eight or nine or whatever, and the oldest one looks about like 13, 14. Uh, they all go and they touch this ball, and all three of them are blind instantaneously. From my understanding, that's what happens when you touch your ball too much. <laughs> that's what I've always been told. That and you get hairy palms. It's weird. <laughs> Looking at mine now, fucking clean as a whistle. <laughs> anyway, um, so the the people in the town naturally start uh, start blaming the scientist. You when something unexpected happens, you blame the newest or strangest thing that happens to be around you. Unfortunately for the scientist, it happens to be him. Uh, they start blaming him. They take the kids to the doctor. The doctor checks over their eyes, says. You know, there's nothing wrong with them, uh, but they're blind anyway. Don't understand what the fuck that's all about. But, you know, sorry, kids, uh, you're blind and that's shitty for you. Uh, Bundo shows back up because he he fell asleep. He was drunk. Uh, he woke up, saw the ball was gone. He fucking ran off into the into the uh, the palm trees and shit because uh, he didn't want people to think he had fucked up again. He comes back at night and is walking along the beach saying, you know, I'm not afraid this ball doesn't scare me. And the book ends with a sexy naked girl standing on the beach. And that's the end of part one. Oh. Well, and son of a bitch, because I don't remember what I said. I wouldn't, uh, no, you don't have to say it all, right? Because I could just delete. <laughs> now I have to read anything. another book. Oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. Ready all right, so Batman Nightfall. There's this character <laughs> named Bane, right? And he shows up, and he's a luchador. And he breaks the <laughs> Batman's back. I don't think Bruce Wayne is ever going to be the same. Is he really a luchador, or is he just wearing a luchador mask? Dude, I, I think, wanna, I think he's a luchador. In the original canonical shit, he was a luchador. Shut up, really? Yeah. Because oh, so my good. recollection is Bane without Venom was, like, tiny. Oh, he was still a big fucking dude, but not like... Okay. Not super. I could be fucking wrong. I don't know. The luchador mask is dope as fuck, though. Absolutely. Way better than that shit that they made him wear in fucking movie. Oh, God. It was so bad. And fucking Batman, the animated series. Oh, mm -hmm. so good. 
so fucking good Bane in that like they didn't make him like oh. jacked he was just he was just a big person and that that made it more believable oh but the, the like there's one episode in particular fucking Kevin Smith talks about it all the time Bane is fucking like he says high. This, he says this line to Batman he was like what else would you expect from a killer of children and it's so fucking like devastatingly crushed oh it's so fucking good anyway I digress for like the third time there's a lot of digression in this episode I apologize but uh yeah i fucking so this book ends on a cliffhanger it doesn't give you a lot of uh a lot of like really uh concrete you know steps to follow but but i'm fucking in man like the artwork is so gorgeous like darwin cook just fucking absolutely crushes it it, it like he does in everything that darwin draws is is fucking stunning you know, I I know that there are people that love Darwin Cook like me, and then there are people that are that like Darwin Cook. I don't know that there's anybody that doesn't like Darwin Cook's artwork. Um, Evan, I, you're a fan, right? Absolutely. Yeah, like Dean. Do you know? I don't remember. He has such a distinctive style that you want to say that it looks old timey, but it doesn't. No, it. Oh God, it's just so good. Like my fucking my comic book wet dream is a Dick Tracy book done by Darwin Cook. Oh, go fuck yourself. Jesus Christ. Now that's what I want. Rice that would be good. <laughs> fuck, like he got so close with the Parker books, but but not even, you know, like oh man. Just uh, fucking gorgeous. And Gilbert Hernandez is like I said, you know, intro in this book. Dude's fucking legendary, man. He he has such a handle on this the, the themes of the worlds that he builds, he is such a solid fucking writer. If not spectacular, it is just solid fucking comic book work. He has a he has a bit of a Batman animated series uh, hand to him. I mean, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. he's probably been doing this longer than that. But yeah. have you seen have you seen the the animated series New Frontier, the animated movie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it good? It's it's very good. But they it, so. they took his style like they I don't know if he actually drew it, but every once in a while DC does that thing where they take a animated movie and make it look like exactly the comic it came from, and I, they did a really good job. That's that's kind of cool though. Like I I can appreciate that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, what's that? Batman, Superman, Public Enemies. One of my favorites. Yeah, the Ed McGuinness styled mm-hmm. one. Yep. Yeah, looks fucking great and. You know, I mean, get this book. It, it was fucking awesome. Um, you know, really, that's just going to be a recommendation, I think, of the Paper Cuts podcast going going forward. If Darwin Cook's name is on it, just get it. It's, what about Darwin the Goldfish? Yeah, him too. Like, okay. obviously. <laughs> fucking Pretty much anything named Darwin. Anything named Darwin is going to be fucking badass. <laughs> um Second book, Looks good. Second book I read this week, uh, actually came out last week, was uh, the new uh, Karnak book from Marvel. Uh, like Matt talked about earlier, Secret Wars is uh, unexcusably late at this point, and is so late that Marvel had to start putting out uh, their new books because they didn't have anything else to fucking publish. And <laughs> we covered it a couple weeks ago. Dean and I talked about. Like how fucking dope the new Doctor Strange book was because it was really fucking awesome. And Marvel has continued to put out this slew of uh, number ones and number twos over the last couple of weeks. And Karnak 
is a resurrected Inhuman. And that was about as much as I knew of Karnak going into this book. He was an Inhuman. He was dead. Now he's back. He's got some green shit on his face. All right, let's go. Because the book is being written by Warren Ellis. I will read anything that Warren Ellis writes. The art in this book is Gerardo Zafino, who I was unfamiliar with before this book, but I'm now really excited to fucking see more of what he does. Uh, David Aja, is, or Aha, or however the fuck you say his name, is the cover artist, and anytime that motherfucker is involved in a project, I'm automatically excited. His run on, on Hawkeye with Matt Fraction is the stuff of legend. His run on the immortal Iron Fist with Brubaker is fucking out of this world good and really if you've never read that shit fuck god fucking run to your local bookstore and pick up the immortal iron fist book it's so so good so fucking incredibly good uh but this book is karnak pretty much uh the the basis of karnak's uh character is that he comes from a long line of basically warrior monks like warrior priests at the tower of wisdom and his he calls it a curse or a gift depending on who he's talking to is that he can see the flaw in all things whether it is an idea like a philosophy or or a a societal idea he can see the flaw automatically in it or as happens in this book when somebody shoots a fucking bullet at him um, he can, he basically fucking karate chop, for lack of a better description. He karate chops the bullet in half because he can see the fucking flaw that happens in the bullet itself once it is fired. You know, it's perfect in the barrel of the gun. It The explosion happens behind it. The bullet itself is sort is somewhat damaged. He can pick that flaw out and exploit that. You know where you learned that from, right? Uh, uh, no mr miyagi oh well uh, uh-huh. yeah sorry that was obvious he was of of the tutelage of mr miyagi him and daniel son fucking I forgot, hanging out in the I 80s forgot at the arcade. that scene of daniel larusa <laughs> when miyagi shoots daniel <laughs> totally this God. one uh, no good yeah your turn now sweep the leg not for nothing went to chiller show last week and met uh what's the what's daniel son's real name uh oh shit um uh that guy really nice guy yeah really nice there's guy also a guy actually... this is fucking terrible there's a guy with the same name as the actor who played daniel larusa that works for marvel comics not the same dude though oh that's a shame <laughs> mm-hmm. he was in uh my cousin Vinny too a little yes, bit older then but uh, i love oh that's a good movie and too. he looks exactly like he did in Great my cousin Vinny. oh yeah yeah i he he hasn't aged at all which good for him he's yeah. he's pretty old now <laughs> The two Utes. <laughs> two, two what, Did boy? Did you say Utes? <laughs> My biological what clock is, is ticking like this. I fucking, I'm going to have to go watch that movie now. <laughs> anyway, um, as I look at my Daniel LaRusso Funko Pop that is sitting up on my mantle. Um, so, yeah, that that is Karnak. Uh, he's an old, uh, a really old character. He's created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, one of the original Inhumans. And uh, the the... This story starts off with him just kind of meditating, being in the Tower of Wisdom. He is a a teacher, but he's not a teacher in like the, hey, we're going to do fun shit and differentiate our instruction for all the challenging learners. He's like, no, you're all assholes. 
I have to go take care of this thing for S.H.I.E.L.D. While I am gone, I want you to contemplate the stones that make up the floor of our tower because they have been here longer than you. They will be here after you're dead. You are no more important than a stone. It's like, well, thanks, Karnak. Jeez, dude. You're kind of a douche. Asshole. <laughs> and he also says to clean the latrines, which is just kind of funny. But they he gets shipped off to the shield thing. And what had happened in the Marvel Universe, uh, I think previous to Secret Wars and maybe sort of in Secret Wars, we'll find out. The Terrigen Mists that created the Inhumans have exploded and created a shit ton of new Inhumans because Marvel is trying to make people forget about the X-Men because they don't have the movie rights. So they were like, fuck it, we'll make cool new Inhumans. And S.H.I.E.L.D. has called him in. It's Agent uh, Coulson from the TV show and the movie universe now in the comic books. And uh, I think Simmons from the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Uh, Sh Simmons is the girl, correct? Fitz is the guy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Simmons, yeah. yeah. So it's it's Coulson there. and Simmons. And Karnak shows up and Coulson basically says to her, you know, like, don't fucking smile at this guy. This guy, uh, like, he thinks smiling is an insult. He thinks you're just trying to butter him up. Just follow my lead. Karnak smiles at Coulson, and he's like, ah, oh, fuck, he's insulting me now. Um, and they go in and they talk to this couple. This couple is like, ah, our fucking kid um, has uh, has been abducted by this weird offshoot of AIM. Uh, they've, they're trying to collect new inhumans. This kid doesn't really have any powers. He just doesn't have allergies anymore. Like, he can eat peanuts now. Um, they won't fucking kill him. <laughs> Which I guess is a superpower if you're super allergic to peanuts, but kind of a lame superpower to get. They enlist Karnak to go out and find them. Uh, as they are talking to him, a sleeper agent, uh, a sleeper like Hydra kind of guy, uh, opens fire on Karnak. He fucking karate chops the bullet in half again. Uh, says, where the fuck well, he doesn't say fuck because this is a Marvel book. But, you know, basically, where is the location of your masters? Where is this boy? Where can I find him? Uh, convinces them or he convinces this guy by rupturing his spleen uh, or his liver to tell him that it's somewhere in Berlin. He goes to Berlin and the book ends with uh, Karnak just basically being a badass warrior monk. Uh fucking beating the shit out of people in this Berlin uh, cell of this weird fucking terrorist group. And um, I don't got like, like most Warren Ellis books, it's not going to last, which is a fucking shame because Warren Ellis books are badass and they're very singularly Warren Ellis. And if he's a writer you like, then fucking buy Karnak. If he's not a writer you are familiar with, by Karnak as well. That way maybe we can at least get a full goddamn story out of it. Uh, and it won't get cancelled six issues into it. Which is what it feels like this will be. But I fucking loved this. I thought it was awesome. The artwork was fucking fantastic. It, it's that... It's very similar to what was being done on the Immortal Iron Fist. Or the all new all different Hawkeye shit that's going on right now. Even what DC was doing with Green Arrow for a little bit. It's that kind of sketchy, more realistic, um, very uh, very Michael Lark or uh, 
Oh, who the fuck did Daredevil with Bendis? I blanking. Know. What? Uh, I should. You know really that. should. Holy shit. Um. Oh my god. Daredevil. Done. Gone. Quit. Okay, please, because we have to edit this back in like we fucking knew what it was right away. George Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> George Carlin. Correct. Uh, Alex Maliev. There you go. Maliev, fucking. Yes. Um, so it's very similar to that kind of sketchy, somewhat photorealistic uh, artwork. It's fucking gorgeous. Like, I, I really loved it. Um, the coloring was really badass. The story is really great. Uh, it, it's... But again, like most Warren Ellis books, I mean, it's it's very reminiscent. If you were a fan of Warren Ellis's run on Moon Knight, you will be a fan of this book. It is pretty much how it boils down. So I see what you're trying to do there. You're just trying to get me to buy. Well, the book. yeah, that too. But you know, it's <laughs> it's got a very similar Warren Ellis kind of flavor to it. And Warren Ellis did uh, Powers too, right? Uh, no, that was Bendis. Fuck. He was in an issue of Powers. That's why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> that was funny. I mean, Ellis is the fucking man. I love Warren Ellis uh, to little bitty pieces. And, you know, I'm I'm into anything that he does. Not everything he does is great. Uh, some of the stuff, you know, some of his stuff, like Transmetropolitan, like that sort of shit, is fucking like, you know, all time and, and absolutely must read. Uh Global Frequency was another one of his books that was fucking great. Um, this is this is up there, man. Like this was really really good. I enjoyed every fucking page of this book, and I'm really excited for more. So uh, Karnak, fucking get it. Twilight Children, fucking get it. Evan, take us home. What do you got? All right, I'm. I all right. I got two books. One that was really good, and then one that was uh, borderline horrific. <laughs> And I'm gonna let you choose which one I, which one I talk about first. So you decide how we want to end this show. Um, I want to end it on a terrible no. note. Okay, so I'm gonna no uh, positivity. Dan's okay. the host. He gets the. Rules. Oh yeah, I forgot. Okay, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do the shitty yeah, book shitty first. Book okay? first. Shitty book first. Shitty book shitty first. Shitty book um, first. Apparently, we're going back to what if books. Oh god, I um, skipped those. Oh, uh, okay. is this the one with the Green Goblin? Yes. Ugh. Okay. What oh, if? Oh yeah, that was terrible. What <laughs> wow. if the Green Goblin stole the Infinity Gauntlet? Mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Now, remember back in the day when Osborn uh, took uh, control of like the world and became the president? And he was running yeah. Hammer and all of that shit. We all remember that, yeah. right? Okay. Yep. Apparently, this takes place then-ish. <laughs> okay, because the book starts off in the past, and I know that because in the top left-hand corner it says the past. in the past. Mm. That's it. Uh, there's a guy who looks strangely like J. Johanna Jameson just yelling at a small child who is cowering in a corner. And then he pulls out his belt. It looks like he's going to beat the ever-living shit out of this kid. And then there's Fwesh. The word is Fwesh. And he now is teleported in the middle of this giant battle between the Dark Avengers and the regular Avengers. Also, like, um, like Clore? Like the clone of like, Thor? Uh, actually, Thor in this, it, it's, I don't know if it's the exact, because, um, Sentry is involved on the dark mm-hmm, side, mm-hmm. Taskmaster, mm-hmm. um, who's the guy that was sort of like Thor, but he carried the big battle axe, uh, he's another god, Ares, like, they're, they're all just fighting each other, kind of a mishmashy type of thing, um, we find out that this gentleman's name is Ambrose, which is kind of a funny name, um, Cap sort of protects him a little bit, um, 
Cap is then a, sort of attacked by Sentry. You remember Sentry, that guy that Marvel shoehorned into the Marvel hey, Universe? fuck you. That shit was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. The original Sentry <laughs> miniseries was fucking amazing. <laughs> but you have to admit, he was shoehorned into the Marvel sure, Universe. Sure, but it was really smart. All right, that did. Anyway. Uh, not, not good or bad, just did. Uh, we find out that Norman Osborn has control of the Infinity Gauntlet. And he did that by getting together a band. Well, not, I shouldn't say a band. Getting together all of the mm. villains and attacking and killing the people that were holding the independent Infinity Gems. Remember a while ago they separated them because they couldn't all be together because it was just too powerful. So Doctor Strange had one and so on and so forth. Well, he killed them all, took them, put them in a glove. Okay? We have the Infinity Gauntlet. Osborne has it. Woohoo. We find out that Ambrose is Osborne's father. Okay? The sure. kid cowering in the corner was Osborne. Okay? We're all together now. We're all on the same page. Good. He does all of this to get the approval of his father. Okay? Um, dad is kind of a dick. Um, Osborne turns dad into the loving, you know, oh, you're so great, just by snapping his fingers because he is wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, he shows him everything that he's taken. He's taken over New York, made it his throne. He's showing him everything that he has conquered. And dad's just saying, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, apparently, his greatest achievement is making Spider-Man relive his greatest, well, the Green Goblin's greatest moment when um, Stacy dies, Gwen mm -hmm. Stacy dies. So it's just happening over and over and over again. And, uh, and Osborn's really tickled by that. Uh, it's... Just, like, shit, garbage, bad, 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 pouty little kid trying to get the, the approval of his dad. Um, it turns out that, what what's his name? Um, Thanos? Is it Thanos? Big purple guy? In love with the, the guy that's in love with the Yeah, that's death. Thanos. Yeah, that's yeah, Thanos. Thanos. Thanos comes to talk to Osborn because uh, he says that Osborn doesn't know what he's controlling with the glove, that he can make people love him but deep down inside he know he should know that that's not real love 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 because death will never love thanos the way thanos loves death heartfelt story touchy-feely zap thanos is gone because osborne is all cool and all powerful he turns him into this giant blob of shit on the floor <laughs> it's kind of smoking too um this whole time of shit yes uh this whole time Ambrose is standing there going, man, you you are the best this son ever. I love you. You know, you could do anything. And then Osborne sort of snaps. and He goes, really? Why do you love me? And he goes, because you're my son. And he goes, no, you should love me because of the things that I did and the, the things that I've accomplished. And I am all powerful and I am super duper. And he zaps his father and kills him. Mm -hmm. The father from the past. Oops. Oops. This book ends with Osborne blinking out of existence. <laughs> Ew. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay, that was 21 pages. I will never, ever, ever that get back. That seems shitty. I'm sorry, man. Okay. All right. So now we're going to go on to the book that I actually enjoyed. Um, Black Magic. Because it's got a CK. You got to make that clicky noise. It's Black Magic. That makes magic. it British. Um, Greg Rucka and Nicholas Scott. This this book is 
beautiful. It is stunning looking. It's done completely in ink wash. I don't know if you guys know what that means, but it's it looks yep. like it's completely painted. But it's painted in black and white. I don't white know tones. if you Publians oh. know what ink wash means, but I well, thank you. I'm looking that way. I'm just saying, you know, it's called ink wash. I just know that it's called ink wash. It's also black and white. That doesn't really look black and white. Sort of brownie. Lots of brown. Um, book opens up with a coven of witches and warlocks doing some sort of thing. You know, they're standing in a circle, most of which are naked. There's some bones, uh, one of those pentagrams in a circle thing, candles. And they're doing this chanting thing, and this woman is really getting into it. And all of a sudden, in the middle, a, a cell phone rings. And she's like, motherfucker, who left their cell phone on? So this woman, in her half-nakedness, pulls out her cell phone out of her robe. And apparently it's work, and she has to she has to go take care of something. So she goes out off, and we find out that she is going to be the main character. And her name is Detective Rowan Black. So we we see that she is a cop, and she's being called to a hostage situation where the person holding you know the the hostager the guy holding the hostages is specifically asking for her because he needs to talk to her um he's got four or five hostages um they they call her in they're trying to get more information out of the guy and he's like listen i know she's there let me talk to her let me talk to her i i know absolutely 100 i can feel it in my bones she's there so he gets around the horn he's like i need to i need to talk to you privately so you need to come inside so they're like, oh, no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. She goes in, okay? Now, her job is to go in there to get the hostages out. Like, she's supposed to just walk in, and he's supposed to let hostages hostages out. When she walks into the room, uh, she finds out that the whole room is coated in kerosene. Bummer. Um, so their their backup plan was if this guy goes apeshit and, and starts, you know, trying to kill you or whatnot, we're going to go in, throw some flashbangs, and just take care of the whole situation. You can't do that because that'll just burn every everybody to die. We don't want everybody to die. So now she's stuck in there. Um, it turns out that this guy knows that she's a witch. Um, and the reason he knows that is because someone or something told him. We haven't found out who or what that is. But he is being tortured from the inside out. Okay. And whether it be physical or mental, it's really hard to tell. But this guy is fucked. He tells her, I know the situation, um, get get undressed. Okay, so she takes off her clothes. He sees that there's a wire. Um, he speaks directly to the, to the cops saying, I'm going to let the hostages out. If any of you approach them in any way, shape, or form, I will set this place ablaze and kill myself and her. And you don't want that. Do you understand? Yes. Okay, we're good to go. So now... All the hostages get out, and they have their nice little quiet moment, and he is straight up saying, I'm going to kill you, because that's the only thing that's going to save me. Me killing you will save whatever hellish reality that I'm in. And he's, I know who you are, I know what you are, I know your real name, and he whispers it in her ear, and of course they make the bubble, like just the words just dots, so we can't see or read what he's saying, but she gets spooked. Uh, she, apparently there's something way bigger and better about this whole situation. Um, and the, in like a last ditch effort, he's explaining himself and, and the situation that he's in and he begs her for help. And she approaches him in a way that it looks like she's going to help him. But then she says she can't like, there's nothing that she can do. 
And he's like, all right, then fuck it. I'm, uh, we're all dying because the only way to kill a witch is to burn her alive. And she's like, don't do it. I'm telling you, this, this is a mistake. Don't do it. And she says the phrase, by my will, from my breath, this flame you strike shall bring you death. And he drops, he strikes a Zippo and drops it. And the most beautiful fire imagery I have seen in comics ever shows up on the next two pages. And it's this poor dude who's a tormented soul being engulfed in flame. And she's just standing there looking as if there's nothing that she could do. That's what she gets out of, of the, you know, the situation gets out of the building and she calls someone named Alex she says it's me and then the last phrase is it's starting again nice i am com- i am completely nice. sold on the the imagery alone is stunning beautiful beautiful artwork and so many points were hit for the story that it didn't feel like it, i was overwhelmed with information but i didn't feel wanting at the end either i mean i still have really no idea who this this woman is and i don't feel i'm supposed to i, I feel like I'm, I'm i'm on part of this journey and it's going to progress in a proper manner and i it's fantastic book stunning beautifully written perfect 10 out of 10 two thumbs up four snaps in a circle <laughs> whatever the fuck you want to say four snaps in a circle yeah that's well yeah, yeah you might be for that but was it um <laughs> fucking uh image book uh, it yes, was it image, was. Right? It was an yeah, image well, book. Yes, Greg Rucka and Nicholas Scott. I've never heard of really? Nicholas Scott. Uh, I, 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 it wasn't a name that came to my head. So, I am overwhelmed with joy at looking Nicholas at her. Nicholas Scott's badass, man. Yes, she did the the you know the art and the coloring. So I have to give well, her full and, credit. But and fantastic. Greg Rucka's no uh, no slouch either. I, and and there's absolutely no reason for me to say that because we all know Rucka's Rucka, so he, if you you pick up a Rucka book, you know you're going to get at least a decent story, most of the time a phenomenal yeah. story. So mm-hmm. that was just given, and the art and everything just tied in beautifully you, you, with it. Like I I couldn't picture another art style. You with had this to story. have seen Nicholas Scott's artwork though. She did she did a run um, on Birds of Prey with Gail Simone. Um, she did Secret Six with Gail Simone. Uh, she did a lot of shit with DC. I, I okay, up at uh, up after pre or post pre. 52. Okay, I really wasn't okay. a DC guy before, uh, New yeah. She, I mean, she's which great. I'm not, she's great. listen, she is phenomenal, and I, I, I am the worse off for not knowing and about Australian, her beforehand, which makes her kind of cooler, I think. I don't know why, absolutely. So, thumbs up for Black Magic, shit in a box for the What If book. <laughs> On that note, I don't think it's don't getting any I, better. I don't know if I'm sugarcoating that too much for you. I don't think you. it's getting any better than shit in a box. So that's going to wrap up this issue of the Paper Cuts podcast. Thank you again so much for listening. If we could ask you for just one more favor, though, you're already listening. You've got all this fucking free content that we've talked to you about. We've entertained you. We've tickled your ears, poked at your funny bone, maybe cracked a smile on your face. Go ahead and jump over to iTunes. Leave us a fucking five-star review. 
if you would, even if you don't mean it, just fucking do it. Like, whatever. It's fine. I'm, nobody's going to tell on you. It's cool. Leave us a five-star review. It helps get eyes and ears on the show, moves us up the charts, gets more people listening. Also, if you have anything that you want to say to us, were we right, were we wrong, are you pissed that we spoiled some shit, drop us a line. Dean, what's the email address? Mail at geekade.com. That is mail at G-E-E-K-A-D-E.com. Dan, let me fucking spell <laughs> it out. so good at it. I was really hoping you were going to say it G33KLIFE.com. That was going to make me happy. But yes, mail at geekade.com. If you want to get in touch with us individually, if you want to imagine the dulcet tones of Evan Goldstein speaking to you in his in his voice, Evan, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, Geekade underscore Geekade underscore Evan. Evan. If you want to hear the super smooth and sexy sounds of Matthew Much, Matthew, where can we find you? At Stuff Y. At Stuff on Y. Twitter. Spell it out for us. S T U F F W H Y. The word Y, not the letter. Dean. The word. If anyone wants to talk to you, I'm not sure why because you're being a dick. But if anyone wants to talk to you, where can they find you on Twitter? <laughs> At stickupizass.com. <laughs> finally, you got that one. <laughs> At kimono underscore vestlord is where you can find kimono me on underscore Twitter. underscore vestlord. And if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can find me at Dan No underscore because I'm not a fucking communist. Join us next week as we... Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Slow your roll with that one, okay? Because it would have been Geek Aid Evan, and there would be like 72 yeah. E's touching, and I didn't feel right? comfortable with that. 72, 72. E's. Because you spell your name weird. <laughs> Mom was tired. Dad was drunk. So that's how my name is spelled. It's just E. Story of my life. Join us next week as we talk about some more comic books probably i would imagine it is a comic book show thank you again for listening for mr evan goldstein mr matthew much mr dean defalco and mr dan ryan i am dan ryan